Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast presented by Sean Patrick Maloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here's your host, Sean Maloney. Welcome to episode 131, Follow Up Like a Boss. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I want to talk to you about one of the most important subjects in all of sales jobs, following up. Following up is crucial if you want to find a high level of success. And if you're spending any sort of money, time, and energy into lead generation, follow up is going to make sure that you get the return on investment that you're looking for and not just wasting your time. Because you can generate tons and tons of leads, but if you don't follow up, they're going to lead you to nowhere. First off, let's start it off with a little of the details. When asked their key to success, the majority of top producing agents always answer follow-up. Having a killer follow-up helps you dominate your marketplace. When it comes time to choose a salesperson, people choose salespeople based on a lot of different things. Of course, they go by looks, they go by advertisements, they go by statistics, they go by standards, they go by referrals. But one of the things that people like the most of anything out of a salesperson is someone who pays attention to them. So following up shows them that you care, that you're consistent, and that you're going to work hard for them. I've had many people hire me over the years and said, Sean, the reason I chose you is I want someone like you representing my property. There was never a time where you didn't reach out to me. It never felt like I was a nobody to you. It always felt like you were interested in my business and that you're on top of it. This is a compliment. The weirdest thing is some people actually take it personal in a level of like, I don't want to be annoying. Well, the truth is, if you think that way, you probably don't believe in the product you're selling or you probably don't believe in yourself in the idea that you can help people. One of the key components you need to realize in sales is if you don't believe in yourself or you don't believe in the product, the client knows. They may not know what it is, but they can feel the hesitancy. They can feel the reluctance to move forward. They can feel that you don't feel 100% on what you're doing. And when you convey that message, whether it be subliminally or just straight up forward in the way that you speak, you want to be very careful because it means they won't do business with you. When people feel confident, by you and the way you work, the way you move, the way you talk, the way you act, they're going to work with you. But if they don't feel that confidence, if they feel like you're a bit weak, you're not sure about your subject, you don't really know where you're going with it, they're not going to want to work with you. Somebody who follows up all the time, hey, I saw you at the open house last weekend, just wanted to check how everything's going. Last time we spoke, we are looking at 3 Bedford Street over there in Marshfield. Are you interested in 52 Forest Street over there in Marshall. Whatever it be that we call back for, calling back consistently and remembering key details from before is a big part of the follow-up. Good follow-up involves using a CRM system. The reason I say that is having a digital memory, having a digital brain, having that written down note helps us not go back to the same subject and also make people feel like they're appreciated and important in the idea that the details you've talked about before 
come up consistently in all the conversations. We talk often about the Ford method, otherwise known as family occupation, recreation, and dreams. These are the four things that are most important to people to talk about. But the problem is when we work with the Ford method, if we don't take notes, we don't keep it there so that when we follow up the next time, it can seem like we're very heartless when we forget their kid's name, their pet's name, if they have pets, their wife's name, the birthdays, all the different things. But if we have killer follow-up, we're always following up and we're writing notes, we can follow up and say, last time we spoke, your daughter was just about to graduate Yale. How did she do? By asking that, we're insinuating that we care more than just a sale, but also we're showing them that we remember the conversation and that we really care about them, the client, and that is very important to people. People like to work with people they know, like, and trust, and the big one there is building up that trust. So you got to remember to yourself when doing this. In follow-up, there are only two acceptable answers, yes or no. Anything short of getting an answer means you're not following up enough. This goes back to the idea of when we're calling people, simply having them not answer the phone does not mean they're not interested. Having them not call back does not mean they're not interested. They just might not have time at that time. So making sure that you get a constant drip on them is going to keep you in front of them. And when the right time comes, they're going to be there. Because on a level of importance in people's lives, real estate agents sit pretty low. That all changes when the time comes that they need to buy or sell. Consistent follow-up ensures that we're there at the right time. Because in this industry, it's really about being in front of people that are ready, willing, and able. So if we're constantly giving them information, we're always following up, that means that when the time does come that they're actually interested in working with a real estate agent, you're going to be the one that's there. And they're going to remember that constant follow-up. I know a lot of times when people leave voicemails or text messages or emails, they worry about, geez, well, I don't want to overwhelm this person with text, emails, or phone, so I'll just let them call me back. The truth is, for a lot of people, if you were to sign in their email address, check their text message box, check out their voicemails, it's chalk block full. Why? Because they get solicited all the time. They get people reaching out to them all the time, and they just don't care to deal with it. But when the time comes that they're looking for whatever product, whatever thing it is that they've been avoiding that whole time, they then engage. By getting out in front of them all the time, we're ready to engage. Do yourself a favor, though, when you leave these voicemails, text messages, and stuff, leave the opening an option to continue following up. When you leave like a dead-end message, it can really screw you up on the idea of follow-up. Here's an example. Hey, Mark, sorry I couldn't get you today. I look forward to your call back. Please reach out to me when you get a chance. That doesn't really leave me a lot of room to continue following up with the person. A better one would be, hey, Mark, sorry I didn't get you today. Give me a call if you get a chance. But otherwise, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out to you via text and email as I don't seem to be able to get you on the phone. This lets them know I'm not giving up. I'm changing methods because... It's not working out on the phone. What we want to do is try to take some of the blame too. Like maybe I'm using the wrong method. I'll try you on another method versus saying, hey, Mark, I'm that creepy ex-girlfriend that won't stop calling you. That's what you can come out as. If you just keep hounding someone versus being creative, being consistent. But also sometimes you can say, hey, Mark, saw a property this week. Looks exactly like what you'd like. Reach out to me as soon as you can, right? That gives me the opportunity to also reach back out because... If Mark doesn't get back to me by a certain time, that property will be gone. So I can reach out to him again and say, hey, listen, I just uh, this is a really hot property. 
People like to call us back when we dangle the carrot, when we have the value, when we have something that they want. Interesting micro reports, new statistics, a recent sold, a new listing, whatever it be. But often agents call almost like that, I don't know, that clinger ex-girlfriend, just, hey, you haven't called me back. When they do answer, the key is pretend like they answered every time. Don't be like, wow, it took a lot of time to get a hold of you or things that are awkward. Just start with the story, start with where you're headed, and move from there. Because if you do start off in that way of blame, I can guarantee you the next time you go to call them, they're going to either block you or they're not going to answer, and they're never going to call back. And once you make it to that point, it's really hard to come back from that other than when you go to what really works, which is something of value. The other thing to remember about follow-up is following up should not just be happening in one method. You should follow up in all sorts of methods. It should be retargeting marketing. It could be a bot. It could be a newsletter. It could be a podcast. It could be a blog. It could be mail. It could be lots of different things. But when it's just one thing like constant calls or constant texts, they tend to just go into that blurry zone where no one's really listening, nothing's really getting accomplished by it, you're putting energy in. When you reach out in multiple different medias, like you send someone mail, you give them a text message, you email them a chart and a graph, you then retarget them on the marketing, it can really make you seem like you have a massive presence. And what that can do is keep you front of mind so that when it is time to make the decision, who do they want to work with as an agent, they're going to work with you. Follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. Can't recommend it enough. It's something that if you're not doing it, get comfortable with yourself. And at first, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and then get comfortable as soon as possible. I know that's a lot of comfortability, but comfort is a big part of having successful lead follow-up. If I get Mark on the phone and Mark says hello and I go, uh, 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 Mark, sorry for calling you to know. Start off on a positive level. Mark, I'm really excited to talk with you. 42 Main Street over here in Foxborough just went for sale. I think we need to get out there right away and see the property because this is exactly what you were looking for. We want to make sure that we put that high energy in and we'll convert more. Guys, I hope this helps you continue to build your following up and that you learn to follow up like a boss and convert more leads than ever. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to me. Otherwise, please do subscribe to the podcast. Tell all your coworkers and other agents about this free source for great real estate information. Again, we have a website, a blog, a podcast, a Facebook group, and a weekly newsletter, all found under realfactsonrealestate.com. Oh.